It is another episode of Candy Kisses TV, and I'm getting ready to run down the entire resume of my good friend here. We have comedian, speaker, media personality, actress, and entrepreneur on and off stage. She's been featured on the hit TV One show, Who's Got Jokes with Bill Bell and Me of Bounce TV, and then also on Bounce TV's second season of Off the Chain former co-host of TV One's nationally syndicated talk show, Sister Circle, featured on the Kevin Hart LOL stage at the 2018 Montreal Comedy Festival. And that happens to be the largest and oldest comedy festival in the world. She's currently in two movies, One Crazy Christmas, a BET feature, which I just saw and she was excellent in. And Sex Populous. You know what, I saw you in Sex Populous. I didn't realize that was you until I was like, this young. Okay, and she is also currently a new franchise owner of CPR Cell Phone Repair Franchise. She's also the Bankhead Bounce and Stanky Leg Champion of Ben Hill Day. So, I'm the uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm the who? <laughs> you didn't think I knew that, did you? Hey, now! Listen, no, that, that part was a joke, but all the other accolades is true. Thank the you. Kiana Dancy. Hey. <laughs> So, you know, I always wanted to ask you something. Why do you, instead of just saying I'm Kiana Dancy, why do you put the D in front of it? Because I'm the only one. It's rarely that you will find um, another, Ki you'll find another Kiana, but you're not going to find another Dancy, another Kiana Dancy. I'm literally the only Kiana Dancy on the planet. Uh, watch, as soon as I say that, somebody else is going to be, hold on, see, this is the problem. Somebody come get Kiko. So let me tell you something real quick. We'll address the, the name of my name after we talk about this dog. So my dog, okay. hashtag not my dog. If you ever see me on Sister Circle Live, you do know that I have a dog that's not my dog. It's my brother's dog. He came home from college and here basically brought a baby. Okay. Well, about this dog. Well, we, we just got surgery on this leg, $5,000. What you're not going to do is be walking around this house on the floors. With that I would have put them like a, a, a leg wrapped around his leg and he would have been having to hobble because I ain't no way in the world. I'm paying $5,000. Girl, but you know, I love that baby. So it is what it is. But I, you know, so yes, the Kiana Dancy just specifies the fact that I am the only Kiana Dancy. Um, you know, I have a funny um, story about my last name. It's D-A-N-C-I-E. And my grandfather used to tell us all the time that his name was misspelled when they let him out of the military. Now, okay. my grandfather was one that used to tell a lot of stories. So we wasn't really sure if it was the truth or not. But turns out, we did see his military papers, and it was spelled D-A-N-C-I-E. But he used to say it was spelled D-A-N-C-Y. Okay. And we used to say, well, Granddaddy, why you ain't go back and get your name fixed? He was like, man, the military let me out. I wasn't going to get no why. Okay. Oh. Okay. He said, it says Dancy, it's going to be Dancy. So there it is. That's, so I am the Kiana Dancy. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to get into this first question. All right. Did you ever have stage fright when you first started comedy? And if not, how do you maintain your confidence? Well, you know, it, every time you do anything new, there's always going to be some sort of stage fright or some sort of uh, fear or your nerves going to get the best of you. But I'll tell you, when I first started doing stand-up, I was not necessarily scared. I was definitely anxious. I had a lot to say. Um, the story behind me doing stand-up started with the whole, well, I don't, you've heard the story before, of course, right. but my ex-boyfriend and I were together on and off for 10 years. And I would tell all my girlfriends about our stories, our breakups, our get back together, honey, how I burned the man clothes, how I threw his bike in the, in the river, all these, right. So what happened you was, all that now. Yes, <laughs> my girlfriend was like, Kiana, you got to tell 
stories on stage. They are hilarious. And I was like, right. ma'am, I'm not fin So y'all want to laugh at my trouble? She was like, yes, because it's hilarious. So, you know, I was already, it wasn't anything when I went to stage, it wasn't anything I was saying that I didn't already know or was not my truth. So I had laughed at it a long time over and over again. So to me, it was quite entertaining. I don't think okay. he thought so. But I wasn't necessarily <laughs> scared. Let me tell you when I got, when I did get scared. I actually won a contest to open up for Cat Williams in Houston, Texas. And I beat all the vets. Like, I, when I say beat the vets, I beat some of the comedians who have been doing stand-up for a long, long time. And I've only been doing stand-up for maybe a couple months. Right. It was literally do a hot five. And although a hot five don't sound like to anything who don't have a, you know, five minutes, that ain't nothing. Well, if you don't got no, 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 no. Yes, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, right. So, honey, let me tell you, I went up there and murdered it. So, I mm -hmm. won the contest, and it was it was literally you gave us seven minutes. Cat Williams gave us seven minutes for a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars for seven mm -hmm. minutes, girl. You know I was going to get that money. I know that's right. Quick but up, when I tell on. you, I stood in front of eleven thousand people and did not. I could not remember nothing. Mm. Not a thing. But I did. I did my set. I um I did a set. It wasn't the set, but I did okay. a set, and it was cute. I hurry up and got out of there real quick, and he didn't call me back, but he gave me my money. Uh, hello, okay. Woo! The, the bottom line is, you wanted the money. It would have to do with coin. Yeah. Look, I did my job. Give me my coins. Run. <laughs> well, then my next question is, what was your first time on stage like? How many um, well, how many minutes were you able to do before going into panic mode? Oh, girl. So, you know, my first time on stage, they only gave me three minutes because okay. you know, it was open mic. They, they don't want yeah. you up there if you don't know what you're doing. So I was yeah. up there talking, and I was like, they didn't throw apples or oranges at me. You know what I mean? So I figured, well, I guess the people gonna, they gonna laugh. I'm gonna I'm stay up here until they told me to get away. So they turned that light on, girl. It was time to go. So, you know, I have done as little as two minutes for auditions. Okay. And as long as an hour and a half when I was on the road with Earthquake. When you're out okay. with Earthquake, baby, he stay, he, you stay until he come. Period. Ooh, that's and a lot of work. Girl, when you get to describing the paint on the wall, look at this paint. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know it's a lot of work because it's like, number one, you're dealing with people that's drinking in the audience. Yep. So if you can't grab their attention like immediately, it's like, oh, God, what am I going to do? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's tough. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you learn. And I was out with Earthquake so, many, so long, long that eventually I just realized what he would do. He would, he would have you out there to sweat, but he was stretching me in a way that I never thought that I would, one, benefit from, but two, um, that I could handle. And I absolutely, I, I flourished under that pressure. That's good. That's that's really. I mean, that's a that's a learning curve too. Oh, girl, who? If you get up there, you'll know what you're doing. You'd be like, all right, uh, DJ, um, give me something. <laughs> right, right. Happy birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> next thing you know, you're like you tell a joke. Next thing you know, throw that ass in circle. <laughs> yes. You got to do what you got to do, and you got to make it work. All right. So now, if you could play the perfect movie role, what kind of role would it be? Ooh, that's a great question because I, you know. <sighs> I would love to be the leading lady. Um, I, I don't know. These days, honey, I'm not kissing nobody. So if I got, if it had to be a leading lady in a, in a love story, we ain't going to do it. Because, honey, let me tell you something. You remember back in the day, you used to ask people, do you have eggs? Do you have herpes? Do you have mm -hmm. gonorrhea? You run that test. Oh, it's all good. It's party time. Now, 
do you have the Rona? I, okay. this, I might be okay with you being HIV positive because we got to pill for that. Rona, you get Rona, you dead in two weeks. You do you got that air AIDS? That's what I mean. That's all it is. Right. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. Literally. I'm like, I don't know. So, I, you know, to get really specifically to um, the answer to your question, I think that I would love to play, I would have loved to have done Girl Strip. I would love to do um, anything that highlights me as a spiritual woman, but also a funny female. You know what I mean? I would love to have a lead, but not have to always have, it doesn't have to be a, um, a, a, a lead in position where I have to, you know, be sexual, but just, you know, right. show that there's other, um, that I have range. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now, what is your writing process like when it comes to joke writing or just writing in general? So, you know, for me, I find my, my material on stage. Like for me, I'll, I'll kind of have an idea, a premise in my head and I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then, cause I host a lot, I can throw it out. It don't have to necessarily be formulated. It doesn't have to be ready. I can just say whatever. And then once I throw it out, when I'm hosting, when I come back, I'm like, oh, that worked. But I do oftentimes write down a, a premise or jot down some kind of memory uh, of something that happened to jog me, you know, jog my memory later. Um, but I don't really have a process. Uh, for me, it's mainly throw it out on stage. If it works, go home, work on it again, throw it out again, based on what I worked on, come home, work on it again. And then eventually it becomes part of the set. Now question, what are you taking from memory? Because that takes a lot of memory skills. You know what I have, and I struggle with that. I have the worst short-term memory. I always tell people all the time, charge okay. it to my mind and not my heart. I love you, but I really don't know who you I don't know your name. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, tough. it's tough. And you know, once you do your set over and over again, because I know a lot of people like say, I heard these jokes before. Well, you won't hear them again. And let me what? tell you why. Because you go to see Beyonce sing the same song all the time. Hello? As a matter of fact, you, not only is she going to sing the same song, she might not sing it. Beyonce mm -hmm. might give you the mic. You sing Hello? So you know? don't put me under the gun to come up with some new material every time. But I do write. I write often. I use my material um, consistently. and But then also, um, I, I try to um, incorporate something new all the time. Now, what I, I learned when I started coming to the comedy club years ago, because I've always been a comedy fan, but I didn't know that comedians were actually, it, they were creating a show. Like, I, you know how you have the people that's naturally funny in your family, and they just do, oh, they're funny. And so I'm thinking comedians just go up there, and they just being funny. They're just randomly picking stuff. And so when I would stay after, like, you know, had to stay there selling makeup and everything, and I'm just like, oh, they're, they're actually, that's a show they put together, and they yeah. do it the same Girl, yep. when I saw it, I was just like, that's it? Okay, now I got so it. That, you, know, you have a closer. You, you right. prepare yourself to have something in the middle because you always got to prep yourself for maybe a hacker or a heckler, a hacker, a heckler. You have to prepare yourself for someone who is, um, you know, who's in, the waitress might drop something or right. maybe someone drunk in the club. You have to always be ready. And as I always say, have one loaded in the chamber so you won't be fumbling up there trying to figure out, what now? You know, and that's ready. what I was going to ask you. What, what, how do you deal with hecklers? How do you deal with hecklers? Oh, I shut it down. I shut it down immediately. And then what I also do is I turn the crowd on them because the crowd pay money. Mm -hmm. The crowd pay money. They don't want to hear the heckler. They want to hear oh. me. So I shut them down. And then nobody else had the courage to do it again. <laughs> I'm the, you know what? When I, like I said, when I was um, watching, I started seeing the different, like how comedians work or whatever. Then I think one other time, I, I don't, I don't want to compare comedy to church 
But the only reason I'm giving it a slight comparison is because I remember um, being at church and I had to say all like for both services. And then I heard the pastor say the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, so all of these are shows? <laughs> it was just now. Well, it's rehearsed. I mean, I want to say rehearsed. Well, that's what I mean. I don't mean yeah. like, you know, it's verbatim, but it's like, but then I had to think about it as a, like a school. If you're teaching your students, you if the one student learns, you got to teach the same thing to the other students. So yes. then I started yes. understanding the process of what it was. Yes. And at first I was just like, I thought everybody was just freestyling because I'm a writer at heart. So that's why I was just like, oh, well, I can do this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, I don't know if I can say I can be a comedian. But I mean, when it comes to the writing skills, I was like, oh, they're actually formatting this whole thing Absolutely. to make it make sense on stage. Yes. Okay. We put our set together so that when, and we have multiple sets, we have a, a two minute audition set, you have a five minute set, which, you know, open the act, you have a seven to 10, you have a 30 or 20 to 30, which is a feature set spot. And then you mm -hmm. have a um, 60 minutes to five, which is me, which means you're headlining. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm learning, honey. I am learning. Yeah, learn. Okay, so now, how do you stay motivated in the entertainment business, especially during the quarantine time? And what are you doing with this new normal? You know, it's been really tough to stay motivated, but you know, that's when you go and recreate yourself. Like I have literally, um, the last show that I did, I was on tour on the road with Martin Lawrence. So I had no idea that I would be sitting in the house six months later, right? right. Um, March for me was a phenomenal month. And then it just shut down immediately. Um, you know, you, you make, you adjust. Life will throw you punches. And I always tell people all the time, it's up to you what you do with the punches that life throws you because they're going to come. You can make the decision that you're going to fall out when that punch come or you're gonna, and you're going to lay there. Or you can get hit and respond and hit back. Or you can, you can duck and dodge that, that, that punch. But it's really up to you. So for me, what I've done, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was, wait a minute. I, I wasn't prepared for this. Punch? Life? What's wrong with you? No, I didn't fall down. I didn't fall out. I've been, I've been swung on by life many, many times, you know. So I just, what I did is I ducked, I dodged, I ducked, I dodged to the point where, you know, I'm now online. You know, I have a show called On Live with Kiana Dancy. Um, we shoot every day, Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Right now we're on hiatus. Um, we're taking a little break because we are going to go to a different um, platform. We were originally on um, Instagram. It started off with just a casual conversation with my uh oh, look, I have some very interesting friends. Okay, hold on. Run that back one more time. Huh? Like you broke up a little bit. I didn't hear the last part because it froze for a second. Oh. Oh, uh, really? I didn't know yes. Zoom could freeze. I said, well, thank you, God. I have some uh, amazing, interesting friends. I've spoken to or sat down on live with uh, Eve, uh, the rapper, all the way down. What? You want to yeah. keep on with it? Yes, Lisa. So who's that girl? Lattimore to David Banner. You know, I have some amazing oh, friends. So it's been Killer Mike. So it's been really cool to sit down and see how people are adjusting. So to answer your question, I have been able to be motivated, continue to stay motivated by recreating myself. Um, you know, as you stated, I have been on, I was a national syndicated talk show on Sister Circle Live. And for me, I thought, well, wow, what, how would I get back in front of the camera? How would I have another television show? When, when where, how, when, whatever, all those things, right? right. Well, I was at home. Like most of us, we're, we're doing the things that we want to do at home. You have to adjust um, based on whatever... Look, let me tell you something. Beyonce or whoever came up with this uh, statement said it best. Like those you, lemons, you make lemonade. That's right. What I am loving about the millennials, a lot of times, you know, people were hating on me. Oh, they don't do no much. Stay on the computer. Dude. 
listen, they're getting them checks and they know how to do it. Yep. So I've been told a long time ago, why don't you do your YouTube? And I started mine 2018, but thankfully because of the quarantine, I'm able to have the more, more downtime to create my, my baby. Like it's, it's at the end of the day, I mean, I've always been a business owner, but now I can hone in on the other dreams that I have because I had so much downtime. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, listen, quarantine yeah. has been good to me. Yeah, <laughs> has been, you know, I felt guilty even saying that because I felt like so many people have suffered from, you know, coronavirus. A lot of people did not see this coming. A lot of people weren't taking it seriously. A lot of people died. A lot of people lost their life. And I, when I was saying, you know, the quarantine, this, this, this shutdown has been good to me, I actually felt guilty. But I don't feel guilty anymore because, you know, God has a way of sitting those, sitting you down. He has set me down, set my family down, and we have been protected. Thank you, God. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my life and my family and my household and my business. But we have been blessed. And I'm not saying those who died was supposed to die. I ain't in it. Right. I, I ain't got nothing to do with it. But it is what it is. You know, so my thing is, um, I've just been consistently pushing and praying and plotting and, uh, and just trying to figure out what I can do to not only sustain myself, but come out of this situation victoriously. And that's the Amen. thing. You got to figure out, well, if you came out, this is the thing. If you come out of this the same way you went in, you wasted a lot of time. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I knew I wasn't going to do that. I was just like, if I got to sit down this long, the, the, the biggest thing or the biggest benefit to sit down for a creative person is the fact that that we're creative. If you're creative, yeah. oh, you went in the quarantine. Now, if you yeah. ain't got no drive in life and you ain't never had a creative bone in your body, you might be suffering. <laughs> but if you're creative, you 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 got it. <laughs> and, and not even yeah. And I agree with you. But not even just creative. You have no hustle. You know, some of us are not, some, yeah. some of us are just employees. We are meant to work for people. And some of us have no desire, no drive, absolutely no direction. But again. If you didn't figure out something to, I don't care if you, uh, you know, if you never thought about coming up with a sanitation company. Okay. No, yeah, speaking of that, one of my very good friends, he's in the music industry and everything, but that's exactly what he did because of COVID. He was like, oh, we finna do this. And he came sanitize my place and everything. So that's exactly what he yes. did. Mm -hmm. you, got, you have to figure out a game plan because the, the, the listen, it's tough out here, mm -hmm. but this is the time where you, you know, implement any business plans that you have, you lay down some foundation. This is the first time ever in, and I can ever recall that the uh, SBA has been this free with giving away money. You Okay. You better say that. Ever. <laughs> and then the percentage rate is just right. Come on. You can't, <laughs> you can't get those rates from your bank. Okay. Like, just out the door. Now you can go through your bank. No, you can't. Yes, just yeah. It's just the stuff that you can get now is unheard of, and so, you better take advantage of it. I'm I'm giving every coin they offer. <laughs> so okay, what is the biggest challenge being a female in the comedy game? You know, I don't think it's just a fe uh, challenge of being a female in a comedy game. I think there's a it's a challenge being a female. Period. Um, we we have a different. Um, set of obstacles and a different battle that we fight period um definitely being in a female comedian in the industry it's tough and, and you were right to bring that up considering you know i there's oftentimes when i'm on the road and i'm only the only female or i'm in the room and i'm the only female or you know on the show only female so with being the only female or the only anything you already know what that can be you know a lot of inappropriate conversations a lot of inappropriate approaches um you know everybody all guys for whatever reason i do not know why 
when you on the road with them, they something in their head say, she want me. No, she don't. You know, it's always those <laughs> eight, nine knocks on the door and you looking out like, I hope you go away. And I'm not going, I ain't going to tell your wife, but I see you. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of things. You know, there's a lot of obstacles that we just have to encounter, period. I recall um, one time I was on the road, I went out of town and the promoter gave me my key. So I thought it was strange. And I was thinking to myself, like, why would you give me my key to my room? So I, I immediately went to change my room because I don't know if he made a duplicate of that key. I don't know if he okay. had been in my room. I don't know anything. But so those are things that I, as a female, have to think about. We, as females, have to think about. He, right. John, James, Tony, they don't think like that. Because you don't think to think, you don't think anybody means you harm until they harm you. <laughs> and see, that's, that, that, that's true. But as in the industry and on the road, you do. You always have to think, you look at everything through that third eye first. Mm. Because no, because when you're on the road by yourself or right. even on the road with people that you know and trust, it still can happen. So you just okay. have to always have your guard up when you're out on the road. And then as a female, you just, like I said, we just have to, we protect ourselves. We, we, and we're so nurturing and so loving and forgiving and, you know, we're supportive and all these things. No, trust me. Well, how did you get comfortable enough to even go on the road by yourself? To check. <laughs> that answers that. You need the money. I mean, like, but even, I mean, I know you need the money, but I mean, you didn't think about like, well, let me just, you know, get my cousin to come with me just so I can have somebody. Everybody's or... not available. I mean, when you take your cousin on the road with you, now you got to pay your cousin because they got to miss work. That's true. And then, I mean, I'm not a driver, so if I drove somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll have, a, I bring a driver. But see, that I stopped driving a long time ago. I bring some, either somebody gonna drive me, or you, or you gonna fly me because I'm not going. So, you know, I've always been a pretty confident woman. I've always been pretty secure, never been a scary woman. So it's not, it was never a time that I felt scared to go because I'm a woman. Okay. Uh, I just, and, and I mean, once I was like, oh, you going on the road? Okay, well, stun gun, you know, you know, all the things that you need to do to take care of you. You know what I mean? But you also, it's the other stuff. Switch your room, let your people know where you at. Check in, check out. You always, when you, I have friends in every town. So, hey, I'm coming to town. I'm coming through. I'll be there. Meet me at the hotel. Meet me at the show. Da, 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 da. So you always speak like, here's another thing I always tell people, my female friends, always speak as if someone is expecting you there. Okay. So you ain't gonna cut me up and throw me in the trunk. Somebody looking for me all the time. That's right. My cousin and Shay Shay them, but <laughs> they over there in uh, LA. They're gonna be at the hotel. I know that's right. Okay, well, who is one celebrity that you look up to in the industry? Hmm. Funny. Uh, one celebrity. You know, I absolutely adore Whoopi Goldberg. Um, okay. I love... Uh, there's many. I, I, I don't necessarily idolize anyone. I do have a lot of respect for some. I, I have a lot of respect for Chadwick Boseman. Um, rest in peace to him. I, you know, I have a lot of respect, especially knowing that he was dealing with, uh, you know, colon cancer, and it was quietly he was dealing with it. He wasn't out here talking about, I'm about to die! Right. You know, y'all pity me. He wasn't. He no, did. I know that was your boo. You always said you had a little crush on him. Girl. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I talk to that man every day. I used to be like, Chad would call me when I was on Sister Circle Live. So it broke my heart to hear that he um, passed away. But you know, what I do really appreciate is that he did it his way. Um, yeah. He did not, you know, he didn't allow anyone to 
He didn't want anyone to feel sorry for him. He married his girlfriend. He did a lot of things that he wanted to do his way. And you got to respect that. And I just posted today, um, you know, even though Black Panther was just a movie to some, and to some it was just it was just a, just a comic book. To us Black people, it was it was an it was an opportunity to see us for what we really are: strong, right. loyal, and regal. And you know, we're technology, technical sound. We are you know smart. We're articulate. We're you know we come from you know royalty, which oftentimes get played down. And it was just really good to see him. Um, in that role, because he played. I love the fact how classy he was, and how humble he was. Because the fact that you know he has a wife and kids, who knew that? But it's like this is my business. Y'all need to be in it, but I'm still gonna do these movies. Yep, I loved it. I love it. And you know he played some of the best movies, the Jackie, um, you know Robinsons, the Browns, all the ones that made uh, a great impact on us as black people and for him to have done it with such grace and with such he took he, he took the job so seriously that you, who else would have done it who yeah. would have, who would approach those particular um parts with such care oh yeah it's amazing that a lot of people didn't know about him till black panther but then when you start looking at well i think the back um when he did james brown i think he was more noticed but black panther was just that movie that made everybody say okay i gotta pay attention to this guy yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you're a believer you got to you got to know that it was not mishap yeah all right yeah i just i don't know this year has been real tough because girl i'm so sick of talking about death every time you turn around so many people are sick and dying and a lot of people you know i was Honestly, I was surprised to hear that he died from colon cancer. I thought he, they would have, when they said he died, I thought they was going to say he died from COVID because. Because uh, that's what everybody's stamping, everybody was just dying. Yeah, everybody's dying from COVID. And even in my industry, there's been multiple people who have been affected. You know, Rodney Perry, um, uh, Sanchez, uh, Blackman, uh, 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 Mario Torrey, uh, Marlon, Marlon, not Marlon, Mar Marlon Allard. Allard. All, all of these people are like my. Marty P, these are my coworkers. Yeah. Like I rub elbows with them. I, it's nothing for me to be with either one of all of them or either one of them any night. And it's just tough. You know, you turn around, you pick up the phone, like, oh, who died now? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So exactly. it's gonna be one of those things where when we look back at 2020, we're gonna be like, man, 2020 was the worst year, you know, from the presidency to the, you know, your friends dying, the pandemic, and Kobe dying and, and uh, it's just yeah. on and on and on. And what's scary about it is because you know how, um, like you said, if you're a believer, you know, he going to come like that and then only a couple is going to be ushered in. So with 2020 being what it is, it's like, now wait a minute. Is, is, are these people being ushered in and we left behind? Because if we are, I no, uh -uh now, look, I want to go too. I want to go <laughs> Right. Don't leave me, let me, who, who up here do I know? I need to go. Come on now. Right. Like the the hurt, hurtful part of anybody passing is just the fact that you, you lost somebody that we truly love and care about. Mm -hmm. But the only, I guess, the upside I see to it is they're not dealing with the hell we're dealing with down here. Because at the end of the day, people don't think about it. We're in hell. We got to die to get to where they at. 
<laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like we're mournful because we love them as a person, but we're not even realizing once they left this earth, they probably up there balling out, chilling. They were too fast, biggie dancing, doing whatever they're doing. Miserable. <laughs> and we and we sitting here still trying to figure out when that stimulus check comes. Right. So come on. <laughs> just saying. Well, with all that being said, who is your favorite comedian of all times that you would pay big bucks to go see, okay. even if you can get in free? You know, I don't have a favorite comedian, but I do have uh, of all time. But I have some that I completely adore, and I all I adore them all for different reasons. Um, I adore Bernie Mac. I never met him, never seen him in person, so it made me sad that um, when he passed away, because I was like, man, that was one that was my bucket list. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Cat Williams. I think he's smart. He's witty and he's timely. I love Samore. Samore has always been uh, the chandelier in the room. And always been that stood on her, you know stood on her own. She's a smart businesswoman, always dressing um, amazingly. But the thing about her is, Samora owns her tours. Mm. So as a businesswoman, you know, you are, like she owns her tours. She writes her own checks, and anybody that's on that show, she pays them. I did not know that. You better the get them. Okay. Uh, so you know, like I said, I respect a lot of them for different reasons. I I love um, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different people that I just appreciate for whatever reason. Just um, you know, different. You know, I I was never really an Eddie or an Eddie or a Richard Pryor fan. I like them both equally. Right. They're both funny. They both did tremendous things in the black community based on the the, the barriers they were able to break. But did I do I make do they make me laugh out loud? I chuckle. But I'm also jaded. I'm as a as a as a comedian, you don't really laugh anymore. You're like, oh, that's funny. You know what? And that's and you're right, because it's like like I said, even though I'm not a comedian, I've been around it so long that it takes a lot more to make me laugh than it used to. Now I was like, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> stuff I laugh at is me and my mama yeah. getting stuck in the car or getting stuck in at Walmart in a bed of right. buggy or something, you know. Um another comedian that I really like, um, you know, I, I like the, I like a lot of the unknowns, people that you would never have heard of before because they haven't made it. So it's just one yeah. of those things where I'm just like, ah, I love Dave Chappelle. Um, Dave doesn't make me laugh, but he's smart. Yeah. He's smart. He break, the way he writes, make it start provoking. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's, that's deep. You know what I mean? But at every time when I watch a, a Dave Chappelle special, I walk away with a different sense of something, it, whether it's urgency yeah. or... You know, I gotta get my stuff together. I have to, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, it's this last comedy special was so like you said, it wasn't like hilarious or nothing, but it made you think. And you know, you might laugh here and there, but it did just make you say, "Wow!" Made you think. Yeah. Made you think. All right. Well, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entrepreneur or um, entertainer? You know, I love the fact that you keep saying that I'm an entrepreneur, and I, I must say this. There's a reason for that. So I own a cell phone repair store. It's called CPR Cell Phone Repair. My address is 2200 Duluth Highway in Duluth, Georgia. And the reason why that's so important, because as we mentioned earlier, I was a syndicated, a national syndicated talk show host on Sister Circle Live on TV One. I've been in multiple movies. I've done this. I've done that. And I've been on tour with big names. But I thought that, um, you know, that was the, the most that I was going to ever be. I thought that that was going to be, you know, oh, my God, I'm about to, it's going to take me to the next level. But who knew that Sister Circle was going to come to an end for me? Who knew that the tour was going to end for me? Who knew? So had I not laid that seed, planted that seed of, uh, listen, 
sowed that seed so that when I got let go of Sister Circle, when they let me go and said, hey, uh, you know, this your last day, we were placing you. Guess what I did? I grabbed my keys in my bag and I got in my car and drove to my business. So even if the day, even you better preach on a Sunday. You got to sow some seeds, baby, so you can eat the harvest because you can't sit around and expect people to take care of you like you're going to take care of you. The only provider is him. But in the meantime, you got to work. You have to work. So when they was like, oh, this your last day, I said, oh, really? Oh, I was, my heart was broken because I didn't sure. see it coming. And sure. I loved my job. I loved the, my position. Did I love the environment? Not necessarily, but I loved being there on that show for my fans. My right. dancing darlings were supportive and they still are very supportive. They love me and I love them back. But when I tell you I didn't miss a beat, losing that sister circle money didn't mean nothing because I still ate. I had money. CPR put money in my, put money in my pocket. Food in my belly. You, you hear don't me? make me lean today. Let me tell you something. You know how many people hit me up about after that situation happened? Oh, what you gonna do? You know that, um, ma'am, I'm gonna be the same genius I was before because I had a business before I did that. So I'm just gonna slide back to my work and increase my hours because I was doing that. Any, come on now, you. You don't you say a word. And people want to know, well, why Why did you even get into a franchise? Or why did you decide to do this? Because they're so, first of all, what people don't realize is I used to work for Samsung. I managed the fourth largest market in the Houston, in the Atlanta, I mean, in the, the United States. Oh, you can give me that new note then. Huh? You can give me that new note. And let me tell you something. I have a technical background. My mother has a technical background and so does my brother. My mother worked for LG and my brother worked for multiple companies too. So the thing is, we had already knew what to do. And I broke my phone four times in one year. And that's four times at $350. At $350 times four, I don't want to pay it. So if I'm paying it, guess what? Somebody else is paying it. So what I realized was, and I'll tell you, I went to multiple owners meeting. There's uh, approximately six owners in this market. And none of them look like me or my mama. Mm. There There are two black women that owns within our company. Two. Wow. My mother are one, my mother and I are one of two black women. I'm one. She's the second. There are two black women that owns within this company. And when I went to my owner's meeting, the question was always, oh, how did, how, how did, not why are you here, but how did you how get did here? You we thought we right. locked the door, but you know, we mm-hmm. thought we locked the door. And my answer was always the same. I'm it's here because fair. what I'm not going to do is rely on nobody to feed me. Whether I go on the road, whether I'm sitting on stage or telling a joke, whether I'm sitting in front of a camera, being a, a host with Sister Circle Live or any other television show who watch me is coming, whatever okay. is happening, I am going to eat because now I don't, I'm like nobody's mama, but I like to eat good. That's right. I like to order food. I like to shop. I like hair. I like lashes. I can't wait on nobody to feed me. I can't wait. I don't have no husband. Where you at, sir? Exactly. I know. I've been waiting on my like, um, hey, Where you at, sir? But in the meantime, I'm going to be all right. So when they asked me, how did I get here? I said, sir, what we not going to do is wait on you to provide for me. And even if I, if, see, let me tell you something. Rich people, millionaires, they have seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. If you're relying on one, you behind. If you only got two, you struggling. If you got three, okay, possibly. But you better get three, four, five, six. Because That's when that right. one go away, you can replace one. And you can That's eat right. off the other. Mm-hmm. Period. That's and I decided that, you know, it, and during this time, being in, in quarantine, and we opened up our store. We had a store in Marietta. We relocated to Duluth. Again, 2200 Duluth Highway, Duluth, Georgia. Um, we relocated here because it's close to the home. I could walk to my store. 
I'm in such a great place, but I decided in this quarantine time that I'm not going to let nothing die, nothing in my past hold me back. Nothing. I'm telling you, when I tell you, baby girl, I'm taking the fire. I'm taking all the fire that I have in me. I'm burning everything up in my past. And I'm going to use that same fire to blaze my future. Nothing is going to stop me. Nothing. I know that's right. That, that, listen, I had to give myself a pep talk the other day. I was just like, you know what? I've been applying for this to try to get in here. And I was just like, wait a minute. I got my own platform. Get it together. You, the same way you started that business, start this. Well, the same way you did this, do that. Listen, you ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> you look yourself in the mirror and you got to talk to yourself like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, who your mom? I'll be in my bathroom like Issa Rae, like, girl, look. <laughs> Pump it up. Boom. You strong, right. pretty. You, you don't do all those things. You going to be straight. You have that. You got to talk to yourself. You got to affirm yourself. You ain't got to wait on nobody else to tell you you good enough. You got to wait right. on nobody else to tell you grand enough. You tell yourself that. And once you tell yourself that, you got to believe it. And the day that you feel like you, you, you said something that you can't necessarily believe, go out there. Mm-hmm. And do something grand and amazing and prove. Oh, right. oh, oh. And furthermore, yeah. you don't want to work with somebody you don't want to be bothered with. When you can create your own lane and you can create your own peace, the peace is my key thing. If I don't have peace, I don't want you to do it. Yes, <laughs> like, if I don't have peace, I'm going to say peace. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's one thing to go to a job like, all right, I'm making that check. I got to do this again. But when you can go to a job, like, oh, I'm going to work today. That's yep. all the difference in the world to me. If I'm yep. happy about going to work, I'm going to be my best me. Yep. But if I'm like, I don't feel like doing it, then that ain't for me. I, look, me I don't quit a job as, for not being able to find a parking spot before. So. Right. And you know, <laughs> you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you may not always get paid. Thank you. you may not we pay y'all paid. before we pay us. Come on now. But you love working for yourself. That's right. Because like you said, if you don't have peace, you're going to say peace. I love it. So here's the, here's the thing. You got to, you got to make a decision. What's more important to you? That's I right. work hard for me. I'm All day. Gonna, I work hard for me. I'm not going to work this hard for you and you don't appreciate me. The day I die, you're going to replace me immediately. Look at, they will sit there. And, I'm going to give you one little example. Well, people that don't know, I'm a makeup artist. I was literally working at a company. I was doing makeup. And I, you know, it was Mother Nature time. I wasn't feeling good. I had to call my boss and say, hey, I'm not feeling good. You need to come in and get somebody to fill in for me because I'm sick to the point where I'm literally got a trash can here and I'm throwing up in the trash can. I am done. I can't do nothing else. Don't you know, two girls come on and say, hey, the only thing they did that was nice. It was like, you need an Advil or something? I was like, no, I can't take anything. Well, okay. Well, when you get done, can you do my eyebrows? Bitch. Everything in my, I was like, you know what? This is why I know people don't give a damn about me. <laughs> it's like, you got to give a damn about yourself. Because it's like, you literally, you see me, I, I could have been shot. But, but I mean, the point of the matter is I'm sick right here. I'm literally throwing up. And you're like, fuck what you doing. You're not Pay attention to me. You're not a priority. Right. And I'm you like, have to okay. you. You have so what, to yeah, when I realized that I was not a priority, that's when everything, everything magically appeared in my life. Worry about you, then later. I gotta give a shout out to my uh, my homegirl. This is her T-shirt. She's from Nigeria, and it says "Don't jealous me." It's a phrase they use in Nigeria all the time. Basically, don't hate on me. And um, shout out to her. It's Fash by Design. F A H. I'm sorry. F A S H B Y D Z I N E. Cute, cute, cute. Um, T-shirt. She has masks and everything. I was like, baby. See, even her had a whole T-shirt line started in her. I don't look well. I've, I've had a t shirt line, but I re- restarted it again because of the cult. Look, listen, these entrepreneurs, we know what we're doing now. <laughs> now, now we just put it to work. 
<laughs> all right, so I got two little more things I need to get you in here, and then we're going to get you and let you go. All right, you know we got to end it with a um, couple of questions. Got kiss or diss, but this is going to be the entanglement edition. Ooh. So who would you rather be entangled with? Come Morris on, Chestnut or Usher? Oh, girl. Both of them have problems. Listen, I did my ask about their personal life. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kiss uh, Boris. I said Boris. I mean, you said Boris? Oh, Morris, Morris Chestnut. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah, they both got problems. Y'all said that right. Morris, <laughs> I'm going to kiss because he's married. That's, why I'm, that's his problem because I don't okay. do married men. And I'm going to diss Usher because you know, girl. What? Okay. Trey Songz or Chris Brown? Who? Trey Songz or Chris Brown? Trey sound like girls. You know what? We're not doing this. <laughs> I, I listen, that ain't none of my business. You just gotta pick which one you would rather be entangled with. I gotta choose. Yes, that's how it goes. Oh, maybe Chris. He look, he, he know, he a little rough and tough a little bit. Like he okay. I tell him to show me. All right. Forrest Whitaker or Bukin, I'm sorry, Bukin Woodbine. Who? Forrest Whitaker or Bokeem Woodbine. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Forrest Whitaker is? I don't know the last one. Yes, you do. Bokeem uh, Woodbine is uh, Can't Get Right from um, the movie Life. You don't know. You know who that is. He doesn't Oh, he was in, um, dude, what's that movie with the Slim? I'm just going to kiss Forrest in that eye. What? <laughs> don't make me holler in here. All right, last one. Jimmy Walker or Flavor Flav? Oh! <laughs> uh-uh, honey. I need to be able to diss this. <laughs> you gotta pick one. But somebody must, something, I'm telling you, something. Flavor Flav. Somebody like Flavor Flav must have something going on because the girls was kissing him. Listen, and he got about a million kids, too, so there's something going on. <laughs> Who you picking? But that don't impress me at all. <laughs> Who you think you think I picked up? Who, who Jimmy Walker? Jimmy Walker or Flavor Flav? It's my my partner straight. Oh, Jimmy Walker is the one who don't like black folks. Yeah, that's what I heard. We're gonna go with um Flavor Flav. All right. Now we have a I, I feel like this. I'm a... Well, I didn't say how you had you could kiss him on the cheek or whatever. All right, now we have our DAQ. Now, DAQ stands for dumbass questions. These are random questions I'm going to ask you, and you just give me your answer to them. All right. What is the dumbest lie you've ever been told that you believed? He was going to leave her. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. If animals could talk, which animal do you think will be the rudest? My dog. <laughs> my dog my dog give you listen my dog give you that face like i'm not fooling with you at all like gone like nothing i think dogs be no no it wouldn't be dogs it would be cats okay cats are nasty honey they don't care they 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 rule mm -hmm. cats don't care cats was... I, I would say cats i asked my mom the other day and she said and i'm thinking she's gonna say like a cat a dog a bird whatever she was like a silverback gorilla i was like 
And I thought about what monkeys be doing. I was like, yeah, they are some nasty little things. Yeah, they will, but I think that cat might, because they always be looking at you crazy. Mm-hmm. And they sneaky too? Yep. All right, last thing. Uh, what was it? If you had to rename the condiment jelly, what would you name it? Condiment jelly? Grape sauce. What'd you call it? Grape sauce. <laughs> okay. And what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in someone's home? A statue of them. What? Girl. It had a statue made of them. A whole statue. Was it a man? You know it. Narcissist. But okay. <laughs> I know you have 15 for your question. Like, wow. so you just making statues of yourself? I just like this man loves himself too much. And I said, is that really you? So much I want to see. Show it to me. Oh, okay now. Well, you didn't what kind, you didn't say what kind of statue, but oh okay. I, I think. <laughs> All right, now, as we spoke of during the quarantine about how your, everybody was getting their money up and everything, I created a game called Singadoo. Yeah. So, we're going to play around. I'm going to tell you how it's played. We're going to play one round just so everybody can see how it's played, and you can see how it's played, too. So, what it is, you are going to uh, you sing, a, sing the melody of a song using only the word do, and then I have to guess it, and then vice versa. Do? And then you're, huh? Do? Yeah, you can only use the word do. So, like, for example, this, I'm going to pick a card. Let's see. So this is the card. And you'll have to pick whatever song, whatever genre that you want to do. And then I have you have to sing that melody of that song. But you I don't know words. Words. I don't know no songs. Well, you better figure something out. Let me see it again. Okay. Now, this, I'm, I'm going to go first so I can kind of give you an idea how to play. And then, then I'll let you go. So these are the different categories. So okay. we have... Um, hip hop, R and B, greatest hits, Billboard hits, country and rock, and then oh. on the back side we have sing and do favorites, TV themes, party and dance hits, and old school. Okay. All right. So you get sixty seconds to, um, and I can get as many songs in as possible, and then once the time is over, then it's your turn to go. All right. So you ready? Yeah. How am I supposed to guess the song? To guess what I'm singing? I'm the worst. I don't know. I don't know somebody's song. And I let me ask. Okay, let me let me make it easier for you. Are you good with what songs you like? You you do R&B, hip hop. What kind of music do you listen to? None. What about TV? I'm gonna need for you. Okay. I don't watch TV. Okay. I don't listen to the radio. All right. I'm, I'm gonna have to get some songs that I know. You said what? I'm not the right candidate for the game. I'm gonna give you one more try because you should know this. And if you don't know this, you just are horrible. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Do 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 I kind of know the song, but who is it? Old Town Road. That don't sound like Old Town Road. I'm going to take 
my something down to the whatever the song is. Do, 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 do. If you need to say do 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 do. I did. <laughs> God, you're hard with All right, I'm gonna try to get something that you know. All right, um, I gotta figure out how that song go. Okay, this one we should get. Do 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 do. Do 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 To the bishop td jakes and sarah down to the bishop okay you said you forgot i was a christian no i said not down to the bishop all right down to the bishop now i'm can you pick can you see these right here gonna okay. back it up move it up uh move it up go go up a more up some more okay go okay 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 yeah. using right. yeah i don't know which one you're gonna do Okay, I got it. Put it down. You, uh, oh, you know which one you're going to yeah. do? Okay, go ahead. Do, do, do. Do, <laughs> do, do. do. <laughs> That's the only part of the song you know? Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. I feel good. Lord, <laughs> and see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you shouldn't get Singadoo because it's so entertaining. Even if they don't know the song, you're going to laugh at their ass. <laughs> so if you want to get one of those, you can get it at singadoo.com. And please, uh, Miss the Kiana Dancy, tell them where they can find your stuff, your book. Because, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. You got a book. Yeah, you know, I, I actually just went back and added a new chapter uh, about COVID. Okay. Quarantine and COVID, girl. Um, and I didn't have COVID. I thank God. My mo my mother actually got sick. My pastor was sick, so you know it did. Girl, the COVID was sitting in my dinner table. You hear me? Um, so you know, I, I did. Um, the book is called Bye Bye Bags: Laughing to Lighten the Load. And I discussed how I use laughter to heal myself whole. You know, here's the thing: we all are broken to some degree. We have to make a decision whether or not we're going to be happy. And being happy is a decision. It's not anything that you buy. It's nothing that you are born with. It's nothing that you pick up or someone can give you you have to decide that
that whatever has been hindering you, whatever has dimmed your light, you have to make the decision that that is the last day. And being happy is a choice. You don't have to carry your baggage. I am a child molestation survivor. No more ever will I allow that to him hinder me. No more ever will I allow that to make me feel shame. I ain't molest myself. Right. So, you know, I had this really, and I, I never talked about it just because I thought it made people look at my mother a certain way. And my mother did everything that she could to protect me. And it only happened once. It wasn't like I was, you know. But your mother can't be everywhere that you are. You can't, like, when she leaves, all she can do is pray for you. She can't tell you where you're going or what you're and doing. So, and, and literally, my mother said that. She said, Kiana, I did everything I could to protect you. I did not know. She said, but this is what I want you to do. I challenge you to start talking about it. Because the more you talk about it, you cut on the light, you'll realize that you're not the only one in the room. That's right. So, you know, for me, my book is, so, it's been so healing. I, I use laughter to heal myself whole. And I challenge people when you don't, when you can't do nothing else, when you done crying child, just laugh about it. When that man, look, once you get your bag and after that man been beating on you, grab your bags and, and get on out of here. Grab your good wig, girl. Get out because you got to get out here in these streets and you got to look cute. Grab your wig, get your bags and your babies and get out of there. And then when you have the time, laugh at it. Now, can we talk, like, we, we're going to talk about it and we're going to head on now because I got another uh, meeting. But um, what I don't appreciate is when a woman goes through a bad breakup and then they feel like they got to do the big chop. No, ma'am. You do not go bald because you got the man broke your sword. What, you going to go around look like a stud because he left you? He damn, damn sure don't want you now. You better get your body smashed, get your butt in that gym, get the best weave you can, get them lips popping and say, here I am. Here, here I am, <laughs> as I will be. So yes, I, my book is called Bye Bye Bags, Laughing to the Light and the Low. We will be out in December 2020. We're going to with a blast. And also, like I said, my store is called Cell Phone Repair CPR in Duluth, Georgia, 2200 Duluth Highway. Come see me. We repair all, thing mo all things mobile, from your cell phone to your tablets to your computers, everything we repair. And your girl working on some things that a podcast, you get to see mm -hmm. me on my um, on live show. It's on live with Kiana Dancy. For right now, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm the same thing everywhere. It's K-I-A-N-A. -A. Last name is D-A-N-C-I-E. And yes, I am the Kiana Dancy. And make sure I'm on your podcast the next time. Go, you know. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. It's the Jill of all trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She's cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that all to her, that bitch. That just sound like Teddy Pine. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. Woman girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal.